Welcome to the Catalyst Life Coaching Podcast with John Kim and Noelle Cordell. Hey guys, on this episode, we're going to talk about the importance of play, which I think is really important, especially today where uh, everyone is, uh, you know, the new nine to five is working from home and people have to uh, structure their days and uh, put some balance into their life. Noelle, what is your definition of play? Hi, John, Kim. Um, (laughs) I'm Noelle Cordo. This is our awesome podcast for the Catalyst um, Coaching Podcast. Um, I I always forget to introduce you and uh, tell people who we are and what we're about. I just assume that, you know, they've been listening forever. Well, because we know each other kind of (laughs) well. And and also you've never, you've never called me John Kim before. I like it. Uh, I can, I can start doing that. My gift to you. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) My definition of play. Oh gosh. Um, I think. Play for me is um, is this like is this unstructured mental place mm-hmm. where you're letting your mind and your body go free flow and experiencing um, like just joy and creativity. Yeah, absolutely. So two words stick out for me with my definition and uh, uh, from your definition, and that is uh, flow and creativity. I think that um, if you're engaging in some kind of activity where you kind of lose track of time and you are um, able to hit flow, uh, I think that is definitely play. Um, I mean, that could also be work too, but it's um, it, it, to me that's play. And also um, being creative, you know, creating a space where you could uh, flex that muscle, I think it's definitely play. Yeah, and, and you know, I think it has, I mean, play too is, so seriously relationally oriented. Like you can absolutely play and get into that kind of stuff on your own. But from an evolutionary perspective, the importance of play both in the human and animal world has been to teach us how to get along with others, Mm. how to let go of shit, how to negotiate um, just interpersonal rules of engagement and to have this kind of experimental place where if you break the rules, there are consequences. Yeah. And I, you know, I think that, uh, the world has defined play as something that is extra, uh, you know, it's definitely, um, on the bottom of your to-do list. Um, a lot of people, uh, don't quote unquote play cause they feel guilty that they should be working. So how do you, um, how do we, how do we redefine play? What do you think? And I mean, I guess just by talking about the importance of it, you know? Yeah. I mean, from, from a, a brain perspective, we know that play increases your prefrontal cortex function mm-hmm. and that's the decision maker of your brain. So giving yourself space to be unstructured, to be creative, to be engaged with other people, to have fun, to lighten up, um, it makes you more creative, it increases your social skills. Um, and these are all things that we're seeing de- grave declines in in society is decreases in creativity, which halts innovation and social skills where we're breeding this generation of fucking psychopaths who don't know how to interact with each other. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like, where do we go? How do we fix it? Um, you know, I think that maybe there's this, this fundamental 
thing going on in society where we're striving to create these ideals and not, um, not really looking at what true enjoyment in life is, um, or maybe are so serious or are maybe so concerned about what other people might think of us that we don't let ourselves play because, right. you know, God forbid who's looking. Yeah. And can, well, the, the magic of this can, can play be relaxation can play be, um, you know, something that, I guess I guess you have have to define it, but I mean, it, you know, can play be something that doesn't involve creativity. Yeah, totally. I mean, the the components of of play, um, you know, as they're classically defined, are have to do with movement. Mm -hmm. Just you know, right. moving moving your body around with other people, running around outside, going for a walk with a friend, going to a gym, you know, in, engaging in interpersonal connectivity that involves movement, any kind of movement, um, you know, laughter, um, just thinking about stuff in a creative way, giving yourself time to read a book that doesn't have anything to do with, you know, your your professional life. Moving your body around with other people, we all need that in our lives more. Of it. Yeah, <laughs> very much. So, what happens for you when when you engage in in that kind of stuff? Um, so, you know, it, before I, I used to never uh, quote unquote play because I was so uh, driven to build something, and uh, I defined, you know, the workday is to be twelve hours and uh, just constantly hustling, and I learned. Um, through my rebirth, that play is actually essential. It gives you uh, a reboot. It gives you fuel. And now I'm all about, um, you know, maneuvering in a higher frequency and being in a certain state. And I think without the play piece, it's really hard to do that. So especially in the world today, you know, both you and I are entrepreneurs and we create our own schedules and we're out there hustling and stuff. I think um, for all the people who are working from home, who are trying to build something that, that where they have to create their own structure – if you take out the play element, I think there's just a high, high chance of burnout. You know, I think that um, play is what makes what you're doing sustainable. Oh, totally. And uh, you know, I think a, a lot of that goes back to isolation. Um, I know the past couple of weeks I've been working from home back in Philly, mostly by myself, and I've been going freaking nuts yeah. because there's yeah. there's it's me and my dog. You know, right. um, and and I think that 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 characteristic of isolation drives people to, you know, look at their phones more instead of engage with other people, be on their computer rather than getting up and moving around. And, you know, we're, we're tribal creatures. If we don't create these spaces and dynamics to be physically outside moving around with others, we're missing out on a whole lot of chemical bonding yeah. You know, yeah. moving your body gets all of those endorphins flowing and then being with others kind of seals the deal with oxytocin and dopamine and serotonin. And you feel like you have your people. You feel like you have your crew when you're socially doing stuff and playing. I want to underline that because that's the other thing I've learned in the last, uh, you know, five years is the importance of engagement with other people. So, um, you know, I cut my day in half, and around 2 o'clock, I go sweat, I work out. And it's never the workout I remember, but it's the, you know, the bonding with the boys or the bonding with your tribe. Um, that stuff is like medicine. And and even if it's just nothing but, you know, shit-talking or, you know, slapping asses or whatever it is that you're doing, but that um, that that connection and, 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 you know, like here's a movement with people, as you would say, 
that is just gold, you know. And then you have a version of that with your team. You have a version of that, you know, with your friends. And I think when you're kind of jumping into different tribes like that throughout the day, it really refuels you. Yeah, and and I think what you hit on is a really important component of being able to joke around with other people. You know, that is the foundational humor and lightheartedness is the foundational element of play. I can't exist in any of my relationships without humor. Yeah, I, yeah. I, you know, and, and I think a lot of times, at least for me, it's my way of giving to whatever group that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Like, I know I can make people laugh, and so it's something that I bring to the table to yeah. kind of change the environment that I'm in. You definitely have a, um, a playful spirit, which I appreciate. Thanks. Were you there the day I wore my egg costume to the office? <laughs> no. <laughs> you wore an egg costume. Yeah, because Amazing. It, was, it was around Halloween, and it was just like one of those weeks where like everything was freaking me out and stressing me out, and I was just like, whatever. Like, I'm wearing this giant egg to the office and Julie and Amanda just looked at me and were like, Oh my God. <laughs> but you know what? It changed the entire dynamic of the day. Yeah. I love that. I was just out on a, um, on a double date and my friend Joey said we were going to, um, wear clown suits or he said something ridiculous to, to embarrass you in front of your date. And I was like, embarrass me. That would be amazing. Like if you showed up in, in some kind of crazy outfit, that would set the tone instantly and break the ice and it would be hilarious, you know? A hundred percent. It, you know, a little bit of play and a little bit of humor goes a long way. And I yeah. think people are so concerned with their appearances or how people perceive them or, you know, what is so-and-so thinking of me, my hair, you right, know, how, right that they're even afraid to introduce these concepts of play and breaking the ice and, you know, appearing perhaps foolish right. in front of others. Right. So here's a question. Um, can, can you thread play into your life? Um, and, and, and also, if you do that, what does that look like? So, I mean, does play have to be, you know, put aside for the weekends or do you think it's something that uh, you tap into daily or that it's threaded? You know, I think I think that from a really core perspective, the foundation of play has to be self-love. That this is something that's so central to our being, that is so often neglected and ignored, you know, in favor of seriousness or getting a job done or, you know, whatever it is, that it, it has to come from a place of I'm giving this as a gift to myself. Mm. And that gift to yourself has to come with the ability to let go of your ego and to open up to others and to, you know, maybe get a little bit brave and find some people that you can run around outside with. Um, I think it's really hard for adults to make friends. Yeah, absolutely. And kind of find those people and, get vulnerable enough to engage in play or even admit that it's needed and important. So, you know, I'd say start with the self and then keep trucking on through bravery. And if you find people that you can play with, cherish them because it's rare. Yeah. I say start with the, um, allowing, your, allowing yourself to possess, uh, to possess the spirit of play. And it's kind of like what you were talking about, and the visual for me is when you said you came into work with the uh, 
the egg outfit. And, I, and <laughs> unfortunately, I wasn't there. But I see that visual in my head. And that spirit, like that energy, that I think you start with that and then allow that to ripple in your life and it will manifest in the way it will manifest. So whether we're talking about uh, an A costume or you going to the beach or the way you handle, a, you know, a, a work, um, a meeting, um, anything, you know, and I think allowing that to leak in your life can be a great way to thread play into your life. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. Absolutely. And, and I think to self-knowledge comes with that, like, um, a kind of getting to know yourself almost like what makes you laugh? You know, I, I'll be the first to admit that ridiculous things are right up my alley. Yeah. The more ridiculous, the better, but that's not for everybody. You know, not right. everyone could entertain themselves by wearing a giant egg. Um, I <laughs> personally give no fucks. And so it's, that's great for me. Right. So it's like, you know, what would be satisfying on that very, like a little kid level of like, what did you like to do when you were a kid? Yeah. That is um, actually a really good question. You know, I talk about in my book, I talk about uh, in the stance part, connecting with the part of yourself that we've uh, all locked into a hope chest when we had to grow up, when we had to pay bills, when we had to take care of someone, get a job, get married, whatever. And I think, I think play is involved in that. I think tapping into, you know, for me, it's a 12 year old that was spinning on his head on cardboard and was breakdancing in the 80s. And the way that the way I tapped into that kid was I bought a motorcycle. I uh, went. I started CrossFitting, and and I and I listened to um, that part of John Kim that I've neglected for so long. When I was uh, you know when I was uh, married or when I was running the restaurant bar, and I, all I thought about was business and chasing shiny things. Um, and I gotta say, it it makes you invisible. But when I when I when I started to pull out that twelve year old with the windbreaker and fat laces. And uh, started to dance and, and with him and, and allow him to um, give him what he needs, you know. Um, and it, it doesn't mean that you have to do what that 12-year-old did or what you, you found was amazing or what gave you fulfillment back then or what was play. But it just means to tap into the spirit of that kid. And so um, and me doing that made me feel more whole. It made me feel more complete. It made me feel more powerful. And now, you know, things like butterfly pull-ups and riding motorcycles it's now it's just it's part of my life it's threaded you know it's like that that 12 year old that play is living and breathing in me and, and I can't I can't take it out <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome you're also a really good dancer oh thank you it's, I was um, totally um, blown away I, you know like coming from from me who presents like a, a fraggle on acid I was like wow John <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I'm a good dancer, but that is that. that so when you see me dancing and act stupid and, and make those silly videos, that's that's actually a great example of not the 44 year old John Kim who's a therapist, but you know that silly, playful 12 year old John Kim um, in the who grew up in the 80s. Like that's well, me addressing him. That's a really important point because I think that's where we're going wrong. Is is separating the fucking two. Yeah. Why can't you be John Kim, the 44 year old therapist who's also a badass dancer, you know, and rides motorcycles? Like, why, why can't that be combined acceptably into the whole of your being where, you know, I'm Noel, the whatever the hell I am, and I like to wear my egg costume and pink Crocs and my hippie dresses and go <laughs> dance at concerts, you right, know? Right. Like, 
true story doesn't negate my my power or my professionalism. It's just it's just a, a part of me that maybe maybe adults just I don't know, maybe they don't like to look at that kind of stuff. Yeah, they don't. But here's the thing. That's what makes you three-dimensional. That's what makes you shine. And I think that allowing yourself to do that is going to put you into the state where you, then you can produce um, your gifts. So whatever it is. So whether it's work or an athlete or whatever you know, whatever it is that you do, I think um, that's when you hit your potential. You know, It's not when you're invisible. It's not when you neglect parts of yourself. Um, when you come into yourself and you become this whole person, so whether we're talking about dancing or pink Crocs, whatever, whatever it is that makes you you and you allow space for that, I think that is when you, uh, um, you know, your, your potential goes up exponentially. I, I completely agree. And it, it like almost feels like you're starving yourself if you don't give life to those pieces. Yeah. What a great um, topic and conversation. I think it's so important to just, you know, if you're listening to this, ask yourself how much play is in your life. Ask yourself if the spirit of play is something that you are growing or that you have uh, ignored, you know. And, and, uh, and ask yourself what your life would look like or, or how different you would be if you um, started to put more play into your life. Oh yeah, and you know, from a life coaching perspective, whether you're uh, you're interested in in your own life, whether you're coaching others, or whether you're maybe a client who's working with a coach, I think a lot of times we tend to focus on achieving or acquiring things versus um, the actual experience itself, yeah. which is the you're you're at the end of your life, you might take a look at all of the things you've achieved and acquired and say, wow, that was great. But what you're actually going to remember is the experience. And you have a choice whether that can be meh or joyful. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, you know, experiences, I've always said this, the experiences is, that's the goal. That's what's convincing. I think a lot of us, um, we imagine things, we think about things and, and it's a very logical, it's very in our head. Um, but we don't really give ourselves the permission or space to actually uh, experience something new. Indeed. Indeed. And that's where the shift happens is in the experience. In the experience. And, and, you know, I think it's good to talk about these things openly, get the commitment from others around you to be silly, to take the lid off that box and discover maybe some things you didn't know about the people you love. You were just mentioning um, about coaching and play, and if you are a coach, if you're a life coach or if you're a uh, fitness coach, a yoga instructor, a meditation coach, whatever coach that you are, um, if you're in the coaching world, ask yourself um, how you would incorporate uh, – so two things. Ask yourself how you would incorporate play into your practice with your clients, and also um, how would you explore that topic? You know, I know that some of my most memorable classes um, – Fitness classes have been the classes where we like warm up playing dodgeball or we just doing stupid things, you know. Um, and, and, and what I mean by stupid is like, like you know, fun, silly, um, out of the box. And, and that's, that's incorporating play as a coach, you know. So as a life coach, what would it look like for you to uh, incorporate play into the session, you know? That's a cool idea. I mean, I like I like that concept a lot. And, you know, everybody has their own, like, spin on it. 
Yeah. I mean, it doesn't mean that you have to show up in costumes and stuff. I mean, it could, but it, it, it's whatever it, play looks like for you, whatever it looks like for you to uh, to inject that spirit into um, a session. Because you know, I think with life coaching, people see it. There's a there's a there isn't a stigma, but there's kind of like this idea of what a session should look like. And um, you know me, I'm all about uh, flipping things on its head and trying different things. I think from now on, when we do stuff together, you should we should roll into the room with you breakdancing and me in an egg costume. <laughs> That's how you go into my sessions. Yeah, awesome. little, little, arm, little arm arm wave, yeah, <laughs> instead of a hug. <laughs> but um, thank you for bringing this topic topic up. I think it's important, and um, so many of us forget about this, you know. And what a great reminder, even to my for myself as I start my day. Absolutely. You know, it came from our Facebook group. So John and I have um, a Facebook group called This Is Your Tribe. Thousands and thousands of people in there. And uh, we do a shift daily coaching question. And the coaching question yesterday was, if you were going to describe to somebody else how to have fun, what, how would you do that? And then I debrief the topics at the end of the day. And that's really kind of what got me thinking about this whole concept was I was reading everybody's responses and how they were kind of struggling to instruct others how to play. And I was like, all right, we need to get in there. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of the Facebook group, um, it's growing. I'm excited about it. I was talking to um, one of our catalysts, MC, who was uh, just recently on this podcast. And uh, so you and MC go back with me the furthest. And mm-hmm. we were talking about – so the, the, I created something called the Treehouse. Uh, this is before Facebook had groups and all that, uh, like seven years ago. And it was a, a little a little group blog, and there was about 10 or 15 of us in there. And uh, it's amazing because the This Is Your Tribe is kind of the, the what I envisioned before, um, you know, before the tools were out of all these people connected throughout the world, engaging – and sharing their story and videos and text and all that. Um, and so for me, every time I, I see that, um, I know for many it just seems like a Facebook group, but it's not. Like for me, I see that. I'm like, I saw this, you know, I saw this in my head like five, six years ago. And I just like knew that we could all use uh, social media or the Internet as a, uh, as a tool to connect and uh, rebuild ourselves to each other. Oh, yeah. And I, I think what's the, the, my favorite part about our group is that it's it's almost an anti-social media experience yeah, on social right. media that right. we're so committed to transparency we're so committed to showing the real versus the curated and and playing you know that group is infused with fun and humor and meetups yeah. and um, and we're having, you know, our own meetups and regional groups springing up across the country. It's becoming an amazing community. So if you guys out there listening want to hang out with uh, me in my egg costume and John breakdancing <laughs> from time to time, check out our organization, get involved. We'd love to have you. So it's called uh, just it's searchable. So just type in this is your tribe uh, in Facebook and uh, that should pop up and then send us a request and we um we have to prove you, uh, but also know that, you know, like any group, and this is uh, what's what's great about it, uh, it's not just rainbows and butterflies. It's uh, There are things that are going to trigger you. There are things that are going to make you think. There are things going that are going to bring you resistance, um, but I think all that is soil. You know, I think all that is what's going to uh, push you to, to uh, you know, 
stretch yourself. Yeah. And I, you know, all, all growth comes with discomfort. Yeah, of course. And if you, if you guys are in the group now, um, I'm sure you've experienced this. I'm sure you've experienced, uh, uh, relatability, support, inspiration, encouragement, but also I'm sure you've experienced resistance, triggers, you know, you're not going to like all 6,000 people, <laughs> you know, um, but that's all part of it. And I think like any group, I think uh, the, it can be a really powerful experience and it's free. It's on Facebook. Yeah, totally. And, and our events are free too. So, you know, check them out. Yes. Uh, just go, check what's, what's, where should we have them go? Just go to shift.us. S-H-F-T. Yeah, and, yep. you, and uh, it's kind of our mothership, and you could uh, from there branch off into um, meeting the coaches, doing one-on-one sessions, jumping into a tribe, finding out about our live events. Man, you know what, Noel? We built this thing, and it's like it's spreading like a virus, and it's like it's it's like this octopus with all these different tentacles, and we like create a new tentacle a week. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we can go with virus and tentacles. <laughs> Thanks, John. A good, a good, a good virus. Like I, I know there's good bacteria and bad bacteria. Is there such thing as a good virus? I don't know. I don't. I well, us. We can be the good virus. Finally, all right. <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> um, but it's growing. It's exciting, and there is um something under the umbrella of shift for everyone. Doesn't matter where you're at in your life or what you're going through. Um, or, and this is what we really specialize in, if you want to coach. Mm-hmm. Yep, our coach training program is um, is pretty epic. And I think, you know, the community aspect of all of these coaches who come together to form this collective has just been magical. Yeah. So as we end, Noel, how are you going to uh, inject some play into your life today? Um, I have concert plans tonight. Oh, nice. Um, I have a full day of meetings with the team where I will no doubt, um, harass individuals in a humorous way that delights my soul. And, um, I think I might harass my dog a little bit too. Nice. (laughs) I'm just going to, um, take on the attitude of, uh, a play and I'm going to move play into the forefront of my brain and keep it, uh, in line with my intentions and see what, see how that ripples in behavior. So instead of defining or describing what play should look like, I'm just going to let it flow. Awesome. Awesome. All right, guys, if you enjoy this dialogue, we uh, create it every week and uh, subscribe to this. And uh, we are also uh, now rotating our catalyst instructors uh, because they all have so much knowledge and wisdom and they all specialize in something um, to create uh, more dialogue to uh, just to make your life better. Absolutely. And uh, I'm, I love this podcast and I'm so excited that people are listening and it's growing and, you know, keep the questions coming and we'll keep the content flowing. Yeah. Oh, I love it. All right, guys, be well and inject some play into your life today. Have a great one. Thanks for listening to the Catalyst Life Coaching Podcast presented by SHIFT. If you'd like to learn more about what you've heard on today's show, head to shift.us, that's S-H-F-T dot U-S for more information. Feel free to rate us, review us, and tell a friend.